Elite Physique University, your source for all things physique enhancement. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to Elite Physique University. I'm John Gorman, your host. We got Jason Theobald back in the house, as always. Jason, what's going on, man? Not much. Um, weather's kind of broken here in Cincy. We've had like 50s and 60s and sunny the last like yeah. five days. I mean, it. The, 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 and then I got back from Florida last week. I was in St. Pete and uh, we got a chance to sit at the pool and get some sun. And then I came home to decent weather. So I, I really have been in a better mood and it's amazing what sunshine and being able to get out of the house without having to bundle up does for your psyche. I get to walk the dog more now, just everything. So yeah. it's been good. Yeah. We're right there in that same kind of that temperature zone where you can kind of open up the windows to the house it just kind of feels good for a few hours. You get some fresh air. The sun's coming in. I'm right there with you. And you know, you mentioned St. Pete, and that's actually right there next to Tampa. That's where we're having our Elite Physique University seminar. By the time this episode drops, we'll probably only have maybe four or five days left to get tickets. So I'm going to link that in the show notes. You guys can check it out. We do have, I think at last count, six tickets left and one super VIP. So those might be gone by the time you get this podcast. But regardless, whatever you can purchase will be up. So check that out in the show notes. It's going to be a blast, man. I'm ready to get down there for a full week, see some friends, hang out, train. It's just going to be a good time. Like we've, we haven't got to do as many in-person events as normal. So it's always nice to just get out and train with everyone. And before we get into our Q&A, and this is going to be a badass Q&A because it's, it's literally blood work specific. And I've been saving these for a while now. And I picked our, our, I think we have four or five of our best ones. Before we get into that, you have some news for folks um, asking about Thyroboost and Metapure and some other yeah. stuff. Why don't you go ahead and let people know when we can expect that back? Yeah. Okay. So Thyroboost, we're being told March 22. So that's when it ships. So, I mean, by the time we get it to our warehouse, everything's rolling again. I mean, it's going to be end of March. Uh, Metapure should be back next week. Um, Again, uh, when when will it totally be live on the website? Maybe it's the following week, but we're told it's going to ship next week. Um, and then we do have a newer product coming down the pipeline around March 15th. Ideal Immunity helps build the immune system up. Um, it was something that was kind of requested, um, you know, given COVID and all the the, the, the stuff these days. So, uh, we thought, well, okay, we'll, we'll bring it out. Um, so that's, that's about all I have really on that side. Um, otherwise business is steady. I am taking clients, but I, I am kind of, you know, um, I'm not taking everybody that comes through. Um, I have a team of coaches, so sometimes they get referred to them, but, um, you know, if you want to reach out, hit me up. Um, I am taking clients. Yeah. And you know what, man, speaking of shipping, I, I don't really have anything new for me this week, except for I'm down from 223 to 212. And part of that was the fucking Rona helped a little yeah. bit, but I took advantage of that because while I had zero appetite and I didn't train, my fat ass knew if I just ate restrictively and let those calories drop, I'm not going to drop muscle. Like I've got enough body fat on me. So for like 11 days, I didn't train and I dropped pretty good. And then when I started feeling good, I just came out of that and just up my protein and kept my, my carbs and fats just a tad bit low and just kind of reversed out of it being sick. I know it sounds weird, but I've kept all that weight off after a week and a half and I'm much leaner. 
I've not lost a damn thing. I mean, shit, I'm on HRT. So yeah, that's the only thing new with me is I just feel much, much better. So, and that helps showing up, staying next to you in fucking Tampa. Cause we're all going to be wearing tank tops and shit. You're probably going to be at a pool somewhere without a shirt. So I probably could have dropped that 11 pounds to look a little bit better, but I did want to talk about shipping. Then we're going to get to Q and a man. I get it every single day. And I want our folks to understand when you buy any product, it doesn't matter what company you're buying it from. USPS, UPS, like the postal service is so behind and so backed up. It's not on the company. And I want to point that out because I answer probably four to five messages a day. Jason, I know you guys get them too. Everywhere. It's not, we don't have control. Once the postal service has your package, you have to watch your tracking and they just have to finish the job. We can't contact them and make them speed it up. We have the only thing we can see is what you guys see. And I point that out just so people know to be patient because you had mentioned, Hey, the Arabu ships on 322. Well, guess what? You're at the mercy of the postal service to get that to you, Jason. And people need to understand that. Like we can't, none of us can control the postal service. So it just kind of is what it is. I mean, I've had to wait four fucking weeks on packages before because it's just kind of sitting around in the system. And then finally it busts loose and it gets to them. The good news is so far we have not lost one package. We have not had one thing lost it's always been delivered it's just always taking a little while so i just want to point that out since you brought the shipping up it's just it is nationwide you know what i mean just yeah the, just the nature just, you know and then like fedex uh lost my hrt um oh shit and a buddy of mine that we were using two different companies but fedex lost thousands of packages um so they got to reship so like it's not even just us postal man it's like all the I, and i think you know, now they're blaming it on the Houston or, you know, the Texas, you know, storm. I, I don't know what to believe, but I mean, shipping is just atrocious right now on all, on all fronts. Yeah, it is. So people just uh, be patient. That's, that's all we try and point out. There's nothing we could do. Cause trust me, if there was, we would do it. Um, man, let's get into this Q and a, this, this is going to be fun. You guys don't get to hear about blood work a lot on very many podcasts. I know excellence cartel, you guys talk about a lot. Here's some really good questions. I'm just going to jump right in, Jason. Um, what does high bun mean on labs? And I, we both see this quite often. Um, when you have a client that sends you labs and they, their bun is high, what do you normally talk to them about and what does it mean? Well, first and foremost, I mean, let's just say what, what bun stands for, blood, urea, nitrogen. Yeah. Um, and it's a marker that speaks to kidney health. Um, you know, you're supposed to filtrate this out at certain levels. And if it's high, you're not filtering it out as efficiently as it should be. So it's a sign of strained kidneys, kidney damage. Um, so, you know, in, in that instance, you know, I talk about a few things. Um, we may lower protein for a bit. We may lower carbs for a bit, rely on more fats, carbs, sugars are harder to, to, to process with the kidneys. There's a product called Astragalus. Um, I might use that. It's, it helps filtration. Uh, a lot of good studies around it. You need a higher dose, especially if you have some kidney um, markers that are off eight grams daily. Um, and then I use our Metapure uh, to detox them because I want to get that phase one and phase two detoxification cranking. And a lot of times you can see that, that the kidneys uh, improve as well. So I go at it, you know, a little bit from a diet standpoint, a supplement standpoint, uh, a detoxification standpoint, and then see where we're at from there. One, one thing that I've noticed too, 
Um, and I started noticing this on mine. And I, I always ask my clients, I said, hey, how much water did you have leading up to having this done? Because it, it notoriously shows that it's a little bit high when you're super dehydrated or you haven't had enough fluids. And I've noticed anytime I would get three shaker cups of water in me before my labs, which people should do so you're hydrated, I don't have any issues. But I used to go in there and I'd drink a monster on the way and I'd get it done. Well, shit, my, my bun was always high. So I do know it is tied somewhat to hydration levels. So I always ask people, I say, hey, listen, when you go back to get your labs redone, make sure that, you know, obviously we're going to try and fix stuff, but make sure you're also hydrated enough because that, that can be a trigger for it that I've noticed as well. Um, especially when I did the research when it first happened to me, you know, so I had to make sure I had enough fluids in me. Yep. Um, Here's another good one, especially for folks that are cystic. But I mean, dude, we see this a lot with, I mean, just food and supplements in general. ALT uh, slash AST are high. What does it, what do I do? So what does that mean? What do you, so those are both do? liver enzymes. Right. Um, and they're telling you, you know, is your liver stressed or not? So if they're clinically high, your liver stressed. Now your liver is a very resilient gland. Um, so, you know, you don't have to, completely freak out. Like I've seen mine marked high, um, before. Um, so, you know, things that, that I did for that, um, there's a couple things you can do. I use our Metapure again, improve phase one, phase two liver detoxification supports the liver. Um, big time. One, I use two scoops when mine was high. There's other things you can do. You can use, um, liposomal glutathione, which is going to help, um, detoxification as well and help the liver. Um, you can use Tudka, about 1,000 milligrams a day. Um, that helps with the bile and things of that nature. It's a bile salt. Um, so you can come at it from a couple angles. Um, you know, as far as diet goes, obviously refrain from alcohol in those situations. But also, like, look at your supplement intake. Like, if someone's taking a shit ton of supplements, I've seen that affect it before because yeah. they just aren't able to – process the level of what they're taking so a lot of times you know they need to take a look at um which do i what do i really need what do i really need and maybe pull that back as they hit some tudco or some metapure or something along those lines and then lastly you know training the day before labs can elevate this um so you know in a perfect world i tell people to take two days off at least take a day off between before labs and that'll help um any false positives basically yeah yeah I, I i recommend that as well um did you have anything else to add to that before you snap no, not really the, the other thing too is you know you've got the natural versus enhanced route so yep. you know most of my clients they're they're not taking orals or anything like that which can definitely skyrocket them as yeah, as we know um but with my natural folks some of the other things too i start asking well what other meds are you on? Like, you know, if someone's on like blood pressure meds or something like that, we'll do it. Yeah. Even metformin, like any, like just meds in general, right. You just, they don't always skyrocket it, but it's one more thing to look at. And you're right. If someone's taking a massive amount of supplements, like fuck man, you and I both take a lot of stuff. I mean, we're, we're geeky about it. We understand it. Um, so for the natural side, like they need to, to look at that as well. Um, what are your thoughts on milk thistle, man? That's kind of an, uh, an old school approach. A lot of people used to mention milk thistle. That's what I, I still used like to it. It's in yeah. Metapure. We have it in Metapure um, yeah. along with N-acetylcysteine, which NAC will help as well. It's just really kind of picking your, your, your supports up and going, you know, what direction. Um, I don't 
I don't know if milk thistle is any better than Tudka or, you know, anything right. along those lines, but it does help support the liver and detoxification. And so, you know, it is a good product that you can add. I forget dosing on it, probably 400 milligrams. I think it's five, 500 mg. whenever I looked. I just, I quit recommending it and I, I recommend your Metapure because I know who makes your supplements. I know they're medical grade. And a lot of people are going to just run to Amazon or Walmart and get the cheapest version they can. And it's yep. like, if you're trying to clear up your, your liver, that's the last thing you use, you use cheap stuff. So Metapure is what I always recommend. Um, here's the next one. This, this is one I, I recently have quite a bit of experience with. Um, and recently I've had to change things uh, on blood work. Here's the question. My hematocrit is high. What's the danger here? So a lot of people don't understand whenever you see this on a lab, it might show up at just say HCT. Uh, it may not be spelled out hematocrit. Yep. When it's high, you know, the ranges go, I think it's from 41 to 48 or somewhere in those ranges, somewhere in the 40s. Mine was like 50. And what that is, is that your blood thickness, right? Yep. So when you think about that, the thicker your blood is, once it gets above range, that's not what you want. But the real danger that people need to understand they need to pair this up with is your red blood cell count. So and that's what doctors like to look at. So the higher your red blood cells get, once they get up close to like 5.0, mine was like 4.9, the higher that gets, they tend to get a little stickier. And when you start to combine a high red blood, red blood cell count with a high hematocrit, that's when you start running into the risk of things like stroke and stuff like that. So you know, that's, that's the danger. And the answer is, is go donate blood. So it's literally like getting your oil changed on a car. It's extremely healthy. So, you know, a lot of us that are on HRT, that's just kind of the nature of it. Your hematocrit might come back a little bit high. Obviously people are on PEDS, um, but I go get it done every 90 days. I just donate blood. It's super healthy. It's easy. And my numbers come back in the mid forties and I'm, I'm good to go. I, um, I have one other recommendation because um, mine always was in the like 54, 53 oh, and go, go do blood, you know? Yeah. Um, I use Carditone now mm. and it lowers blood pressure, but the way it does it, it must impact keeping hematocrit and RBC down because my last labs, it was at 48 and I hadn't donated in probably eight months. And so I should have been high. Um, and so the only thing I can think of is that what I've been doing regularly is that cardotone. So, um, I think it, I think it brings blood pressure down by lowering hematocrit and keeping your blood less viscous. And so that's, that's another way to, uh, to attack that situation. If you're okay. on HRT or, you know, you just run high no matter what, um, that's C-A-R-D-I-T-O-N-E, cardotone. Yeah. I forgot all about that, man. You turned me onto that last year when I was getting my labs and stuff fixed for, uh, cholesterol. Um, to help lower blood blood pressure, and that's uh, that was why I completely forgot about that's that. It's a great. I mean, it'll knock ten points off of blood pressure reading, but then you also are getting that hematocrit, less viscous blood, which you know the heart doesn't have to work as hard. So you know that's right. good. You don't you don't want your heart working harder at rest. You want it to be low resting heart rate and not not stress, trying to move thick thicker blood through the body. Yeah. Okay, man. A couple more questions. This is one we're probably going to dive pretty deep into. Um, and this is one I try to explain to clients all the time, and it's a tough one that for them to understand. Here's a question. My cortisol is showing low in the mornings and high at night. So basically, it's the opposite of, of what is normal because normally it's high in the mornings, lower at night. So this person says, my cortisol is low in the mornings, high at night. What does that mean, and what do I do 
to fix it. So when you see this on a lab, Jason, what do you start kind of picking apart and explaining to a client? That their ass backwards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, their, their circadian rhythm is completely flopped. And I actually lived through this myself in 2014 and had to fix it all 2015. Um, so basically, like John said, you should be spiking in the morning, waking ourselves up, getting ready to charge for the day. And then it should be a nice curve down towards the evening so that you can, you know, rest and kind of chill and, and get to sleep. When it spikes like that, I'm sure the person who asked the question has shitty sleep. They either struggle to get to sleep or they struggle to stay asleep and probably wake up a lot of times during the night. So, you know, how do you go about getting this flipped? Well, you got to look at, you know, the root causes. And so a lot of times they're probably overtraining. They don't take enough deloading. Um, they might be doing too much cardio. They might be under eating. So, you know, a lot of times the prescription is get into a slight surplus, pull way back on your training, cut any hit cardio out. And then I use a couple supplements to kickstart things, the directions you want. So, when that, that cortisol is going high at night, you want something to help metabolize that and get that down. So we use our cordies, two or three caps pre-bed. When you're low cortisol in the morning, we need something to start to jumpstart that back up. And feeding up will help that, especially with carbs. But we use our Adrena Health, uh, tyrosine, vitamin C, and you know some glandulars is what we have. Um, and if someone's really low, I might add more tyrosine to our adrena health and I might put them on two caps upon waking and two caps at 2 PM based on what, you know, their four point, uh, cortisol test is showing, but basically you want to stimulate the body when it's super low and you want to give something that helps metabolize cortisol when it's super high. And then you've got to pull back the the root causes that you can't just throw supplements at it. You've got to pull back root causes and then get that metabolism working and then it, it'll it'll work itself back out um, i do recommend uh, maybe hot baths at night deep breathing getting off of your cell phone um, maybe an hour before bed um, getting exposed to light will help get that back on track in other words like if you if you can get into the sun in the morning and when it sets it's a good time to help reset circadian rhythms if you can't do that you can use light therapy hit it in the morning, hit it around 6 p.m. All those things will help kind of reset circadian rhythms. So. Yeah. Um, another thing too is, you know, a lot of people, you mentioned Cordy's, a lot of people, at least that I know, their standard way to kind of take it when they're dieting or they're really in a stressful situation is two caps at night before bed and two caps in the morning. Yep. And when it's real low, when cortisol is low in the morning, people ask, should I take it? And the answer is no, your cortisol is low. So it's, to me, it's a better place just to, just to take two at night. Um, another thing I'd like to bring up as well, if you guys are watching on YouTube, you see I'm sitting there drinking a white trash monster energy drink. Um, another thing people too, need to look at too is their caffeine intake. Like if you've been pounding the shit out of this, and we just talked about it a couple episodes ago when we talked about caffeine and fat burners, if you're pounding the shit out of stems and you're having you know issues with your adrenals, like it's time to not try and put a Band-Aid on something. It's try, time to fix the wound, right? So um, that's one thing that I always tell people. Let's, let's cut your caffeine in half for a little bit. Um, and ultimately, if you can work it way down, let's do that. But just making that slight adjustment too seems to help um, quite a bit. Jason, is there anything else there that you want to add before we get on to this last one here? Hmm. 
I think I covered it all. You know, we gave them some supplement advice. We gave them some things they could do not supplement wise and just getting to the root cause of it. You know, there's, there's going to be a stress component there. Usually you just got to kind of figure out what it is. And for a lot of our listeners, it will be, they're probably need to be pulled back on their training. Um, when I get in these situations, you know, I, I might spend a month where I only train four days a week, nothing's to failure, a lot more pump workouts and just let your body heal up. Yeah. Um, last question. And th- this is an interesting one. I don't think people are going to see this much so we can, we can kind of talk about things that tie together with this, but what does below range reverse T3 mean? So that's something yeah. that I never see. Um, Jason, I don't know. I'm hoping that, you know, um, what's it mean when reverse T3 is low? Cause I know we want that. We don't want that high. It means no. cortisol is high and T3 is not being converted the way we want. Correct. Um, but go ahead and go ahead and talk to us here. What's, what's going on and is there any issues? Okay. So, I mean, I would rather see it low than high. Usually. I mean, high means uh, like John said, you're not, you know, you're, you're converting your T3 into an unusable form of T3 that, you know, it binds to the receptors, but doesn't elicit a metabolic response. So that's not where we want to be 16 and above. I start to think it's too high and that's a stress issue. I don't see it low much, but when we do, it's usually an insulin sensitivity issue or some sort of inflammation. So you can double check CRP to see if that's too high. You can double check A1C. You can double check your fasted insulin, your fasted glucose, and kind of see if maybe there's a situation where you've lost insulin sensitivity and there's inflammation. And a lot of times they go hand in hand. Um, but we just, I don't see it that much, to be honest with you. Yeah. I, I've only seen it once and I told him I had to do the research cause I wasn't sure, but obviously if there's insulin sensitivity issues, you can hop on a glucose disposal agent. We both make one, both of our companies do. Um, and then to clear up inflammation, there's so much stuff that, that we can do, but I have people clean their diet up. That's the first thing I look at is diet is to clean up inflammation. You know, a lot of people that are flexible dieters, they're eating a lot of things like sugar and um, a lot of gluten and a lot of dairy and like a lot of packaged stuff. Like you always see inflammation really high. So my one, two approach to fix those two things is usually clean the diet up, take a GDA to help with insulin sensitivity if they haven't already. Um, and maybe that will, will kind of help. I know a lot of people, they, they don't end up getting reverse T3. I tell them on my, on my list, it's the same list you gave us all at the seminar not long ago, uh, physique summit a couple of years ago. It's on that list, but I, I still notice people come back and it's not included on there. But you know, there you go. Like there's a short version of what reverse T3 is. Man, I uh, I like these questions. We've got a hormone Q&A coming up here soon. I've been saving up some really good questions for that. So this is kind of a fun blood work Q&A. Um, and then, of course, we're going to do a live Q&A at the Elite Physique University Seminar in Tampa. And that's always fun. And Lauren Conlin, as you guys know from the last podcast, she's going to join us for that. So there's no telling what kind of shenanigans we'll get into and we'll probably bust all each other's chops, but that's going to be pretty fun. But yeah, nice, quick, fun episode, man. You got anything fun planned for the night or are you ready to get out of here? Um, nothing fun. Um, I might run to Kroger and get some more food and a decaf latte, but man, it sounds like a pretty simple night. <laughs> yep. Sounds like, sounds like a, a good night to have. All right, man, everyone. We hope you're uh, enjoying the nice weather for myself and Jason. We're out here. See ya. See ya.